0: Welcome to
1: Call The Binge Wife. Have you experienced an episode of your life where you find it hard to decide? We all go through seasons where it just seems we cannot find what we're looking for, eventually spiralling out of control while doomscrolling a menu with far too many options. That's when you need Call The Binge Wife. Ruth and Roger have emptied their bladders, grabbed their favourite snacks, and spent countless hours watching TV to help you figure out what to skip and what to binge so sit back relax and call the binge wife now here are your hosts ruth and roger thank you andrew welcome everyone to the show roger what are we reviewing today
0: so we're going to be reviewing andor and it only has one season so far it dropped on september 21st 2022 is rated tv 14 mostly for action Uh, that kind of stuff where to watch is disney plus it has 12 episodes it is uh, a part of the star wars franchise so it is sci-fi production staff of note would be producer tony gilroy was also a writer Uh, kathleen kennedy is executive producer and diego luna is also an executive producer cast of note is diego luna he plays andor stellan skarsgård plays Luthien Rial. Genevieve O'Reilly plays Mon Mothma. And Andy Serkis, uh, who people might know as Gollum in The Lord of the Rings, played Kino Loy. Uh, the Rotten Tomato score was 96% for the critics and 85% for the audience. Several nominations as far as awards go, but no wins as of this podcast airing. So, Can you give us uh, a little bit of the synopsis of what the show's about, Ruth?
1: Andor is a well-crafted addition to the Star Wars franchise that takes place before Rogue One and the original three movies. The show has a very talented cast, led by Diego Luna as the main character, and features a compelling storyline filled with action, drama, and humor. The visual effects are top-notch, creating a fully realized and immersive world for the audience to explore. The show explores themes of leadership, friendship, and the fight for freedom, adding depth to the Star Wars universe and expanding upon its rich legend. Fans of the franchise will appreciate the nods to the movies and the way the show fits into the larger Star Wars narrative. So, Roger, why do we watch this?
0: Because I'm a big, huge nerd. That's why we watch (laughs) this. So that's part of the reason I definitely uh, love Star Wars. I saw it in the movie theater in the summer of 77 when it first came out, and it's been a part of my life you know, forever. So it wasn't a question of whether or not I was going to watch it, more of a question of would you watch it with me?
1: Yes. So first I was skeptical about what it would be like, and I knew you know, Mandalorian had a lot of hype, but I loved it. And then I thought now, you know, okay, how many spinoffs are there going to be? <laughs> of Star Wars and will I like it? But I was like, okay, I trusted you about Mandalorian and it was great.
0: I showed you the trailer and then I offered to rewatch uh, Rogue One, which is where some of these characters come from, which is a prequel to the Star Wars movies. And so I think that's kind of what helped solidify it for you a little bit was that you kind of knew some of the characters and stuff. Is that right?
1: Yes. Yes. And thank you for reminding me. Absolutely. That helped a lot. I think that's part of it is asking a lot of questions. Wait, now where in the timeline is this? And driving you a little bit crazy sometimes, but you're really patient. You're like, okay, (laughs) here's where this fits in.
0: Yeah, if you're not a super nerd for like the the, you know, the Marvel Cinematic Universe or Star Wars or any of these large, even the Lord of Rings can at this point with six movies can and a TV show can be put into that kind of mix that if you're not a, a big, huge fan, I'm sure there's some trepidation of wanting to jump right in and, and get engaged with something else in, involved in that if you're not real familiar with the stuff
1: yeah absolutely i mean i knew them i know the main movies but i think didn't we decide like we'd watch them all in order
0: yes we did that one time (laughs) but i can understand how even that was you know 12 movies or 11 movies how much it was that's a lot to ingest over a course of because we watched them like we really did binge them for the most part like one a day for almost two weeks so i think that was a that's a lot to take in for anybody probably
1: (laughs) Right. We did. It was a pandemic, a binge fest.
0: There you go. That's right.
1: <laughs> All right. Let's talk about the three positive and one negative that we each had about this show. So, Roger, we'll start with you. What was your first positive?
0: So the quality of this show is cinema quality, right? I mean, it's just absolutely gorgeous. The settings, the sets props, all that stuff is amazing. If people don't know, over the last couple of years, the Star Wars shows on Disney Plus have been filmed in this space called The Void, which is all these LED screens all around the actors and it's connected to a video game engine and it's all very high-tech and fancy, but they can basically project what they want to in actual angles so that the, the screens, the pictures on them actually move. So it's not like a painting, it's actually video. And so they can film these you know big large landscape uh, images uh, while the actors are just in this you know small space so that was not used uh, very much for this series it really was big locations um and and it really shows it's just it feels like you're watching maybe unfortunately since there's 12 episodes and they're all about an hour long three or four more star wars movies (laughs) Uh, over the course of the binge but but the scenery and everything is just absolutely gorgeous and fantastic and they did a really good
1: job with that so my first uh positive really piggybacks on that I I say that it's really visually powerful and you were talking about the screens behind what did you call it like I think called, I called it
0: the void but you're right It, it is it, it the
1: volume yes but yes, you, you knew right. the void so projecting the backgrounds behind the actors I was like what but then I could see the difference. And they used real places and buildings in Scotland and England. So that was really beautiful to see. And then to look up where the places actually were. The funeral march and the instruments. And then the way that the camera scanned over the scene. Mm-hmm. And just that whole the visual landscape was yeah. pretty remarkable.
0: Yeah, the, the cinematography was, was outstanding for sure.
1: Cinematography, yes. Okay, what was your second positive?
0: One of the things I really liked about this series as far as a Star Wars series goes is that I look at this as like the 007 James Bond version of Star Wars. It's very uh, espionage-centered. We're talking about the beginning of, essentially the beginning of the Rebellion Mm -hmm. uh, and telling that story for the first time. And so it kind of piggybacks kind of the sense of Rogue One, where it is very intense. There's a lot of different players, a lot of different moving pieces. It's like a James Bond movie. You know, there's a lot of intrigue. There's spies. It's it's almost like a mix between James Bond and uh, the Bourne series. You know, Jason Bourne, and you know, combining those things with the Star Wars universe. So I really have heavily enjoyed that aspect of it because I don't think it's anything we've really seen out of Star Wars movies previously where the shows and the movies are really kind of space operas or space Westerns. And this is really like a space spy movie in in a sense.
1: Oh, that makes sense to me. I really like that, that description.
0: So yeah, that's kind of the way I looked at it is this, this uh, space spy movie. What's, what's your second thing you really liked about it?
1: I really like the introduction of the rebel cause, like you said, like setting up kind of the spy aspect or who were the good guys and bad guys. I mean, so that aspect, it's like a Western, right? But then there were so many other things at play and they tackled topics like slavery, poverty, workplace tensions. I Hmm. thought that was really interesting, right? And uh, corruption, too and just really, it just really brought me into the story from all sides. I was like, oh, that's interesting about the empire and that those workplace tensions that were happening. It's like, oh, they're trying to compete. And then on the other side, really building the rebel cause and the beginning of it. So I felt that fire. Oh, wanting the good guys to. <sighs> win yeah yeah we we come
0: into star the star wars universe in 1977 with the first movie and the rebels are already in place right there's already this rebel bases and these rebel commanders and all this kind of stuff but this story really tells the start of all that it's it's the revolution that bred the rebel alliance and so to me that's that's it kind of almost gets to my next one. Actually. <laughs> uh, my next thing that I liked is it's focusing on this period in the star Wars timeline. There's no Jedi's yeah. uh, in this, in this show because basically the empire, you know, it's not a spoiler. The empire prequel movies killed off all the Jedi are uh, a great portion of them through order 66. So it's after Anakin's gone rogue and they've taken the clone troopers and killed all the Jedi, you know, and, and so it's really this time period where the, the universe is kind of lost, right? The empire is all that there is. There is no force against it. And this really shows, like, what it takes to be a rebel,
1: right? <laughs> yes.
0: like, you know, what does it mean to have revolution and how does revolution start? And so this is very interesting to me because it's a time period that hadn't been covered in the movies, any shows, any of the cartoons, it really was it's this kind of blank slate that they could work with to say okay how did we get here how did we get to 1977 in the first star Wars movie and yeah. that, as, as a history person that like really excites me and they did it in a much different way than like I said earlier that the stories had never been told before
1: yeah I like that and it's some yeah you're a history person and I think I'm someone I like the whole story or like what's the background what's mm. where did it start or it helped make all of Star Wars, it helped to make a little bit more sense of it. Yeah, where it all started, where it came from.
0: Yeah, connected those dots. What's your third positive for Andor?
1: I really love Diego Luna and his role in building off the character in Rogue One. And because you're reminding you know, of course, we saw Rogue One somewhat recently and then watched the show, I could connect with him immediately and I... I really felt the tension in his struggle, his struggle mm-hmm. between what, without giving anything away, like what he should do, what he wanted to do, what was going on for him. I thought he played the nuances of his character and the tensions within that really well.
0: And I think it's okay to say, like in most people seen Rogue One and most people enjoyed it, that he, he's really passionate about the rebellion in Rogue One. And this is really yes. his his origin story, not just the origin story of the rebellion, but also his origin story of how he got that passionate and, and yeah, that. how
1: he got in it or why. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
0: what was his reason for wanting to be a rebel? And and I think he did a, a really good job of toning down the passion to fit that storyline from what what we saw in Rogue One.
1: Yes, I I would agree. Okay, so what was negative for you?
0: Yeah, this one's a little picky, and it's one of those things where like, I understand why they did it, but I'm not major happy about it. But it's the whole lack of alien races. Uh, this show primarily takes place telling the stories of humans, and there's a, there's an extreme lack of alien races in the story, which is particularly more like the first three movies. Uh, where there weren't a lot you know Chewie was there but the, there's not a whole lot of alien races and I can understand somewhat why that might be it's because humans tend to think they're superior to everybody else and so
1: right wait there was no job but oh yeah Chewie was in those. yeah I mean there were
0: okay. yeah there are a few aliens but but they didn't carry as much weight I think and uh, uh, in those stories and it's not until you know the, the prequels and the, it's not until the third set of movies that we really see alien races taking primary roles in what's going on. And, and some of that is indicated there's a scene uh, in the first couple episodes somewhere of Andor where they show a senator in the senator gallery. And if you remember the prequel movies, when they showed that same space there were there were ets in there there were wookies yeah, there, there were jar jar binkses There were you know there's all these planets and races represented but when we get into after order 66 and the empire's really taken over most of those alien races are not present like a lot of the boxes that the senators sit in to represent their their worlds are empty and those alien races are gone and so i can understand kind of why it happened but at the same time it's like really not showing a lot of diversity in this in this space if it's a galactic empire then there's should be some alien races that are still relevant not just humans but it it was very very human-oriented I guess is the way I would say it
1: yeah that was I'm so glad you brought that up because I I didn't notice it as much or you pointed out those differences and one thing I read they were talking about how human-centric it is around these Topics, right? Like poverty or workplace tension. It's very mm-hmm. human oriented, and that was a good thing for some people. Too, yeah, for the, but for I the don't humans. Right? Like <laughs> for the humans, but what about yeah. the alien race? They're like, oh yeah. God. So I don't know how to, yeah, the historical significance of, no, looking at the history of humans.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And even this is fine, I'll give it away, but the Andor gets caught at some point and gets put in jail and even all the people in the jail system Wait,
1: are, you are, to are get human that away? It's,
0: it's all right it'll be fine i'm not going to tell what happened in the jail but
1: <laughs> he
0: gets put in jail and all the prisoners are humans right so which indicates to me that the alien races are all gone they don't matter they're, they're just dead and so but they've that,
1: been all been killed off
0: that, yeah possibly because the emperor probably thought that they were inferior right? I mean, everybody thought Jar Jar Binks was inferior. That's not easy. Yeah, it's, it's not a hard thing to yeah. bring, bring up, you know? They made that character seem stupid, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. And yet yeah, he was a senator and galactic stuff. So it's just, I understand why they did it. I understand how it fits in the story. It just didn't feel the same. So what's your thing that you like? didn't like or thought could be improved?
1: it seemed a bit slow at first in building the story and i think we talked about that didn't we we and the episodes were a little bit longer oh yeah so, but it, the scenery is beautiful, and then I I asked you questions, which you're pretty patient about. A couple of times you rolled your eyes, like, "Don't you remember what, <laughs> <laughs> what, where this is, and what what's it all about?" Because I'm like, now remind me, you know. Yeah. But I just thought of the quote, "Slow and steady wins the race," and maybe it was good. But for me, then it I understood more and it built up the story and then it made the finale or the it was is very rich.
0: Yeah. And if you look at twelve episodes, almost all 48 to a, to an hour long, you know, 12 episodes, that's like a four-hour movie because for each section of it. So there's a beginning of a story, a middle of a story, and an end of a story. And that's really where they played it. Like it was almost <laughs> its own. You know, yes. tril- trilogy in some ways, and and so a four hour long opening and a four hour middle and a four hour ending, that's a lot of time to fill, and it, and it can seem slow. I can understand that very easily. Uh, yes. I, th- I think by episode eight or nine, I'm like, okay, are, are we almost done? You know, and I, I looked it up and I'm like, oh my gosh, there's three more episodes. How can this, you know, how can this be? So it is, I agree with you. It's, it's very long. There are some parts that are fast. And so each one of those beginning, middle and end also has its own beginning, middle and end <laughs> that's four yeah. hours long. So I, I think it can seem slow. Um, I don't feel like it's Lord of the Rings slow but 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 I think it does it can seem slow that's true that should be a a warning for some people that you got to be patient there's a lot to watch
1: Mm -hmm. there's a lot to watch but and then I was gonna be brutal and say like well just skip the whole first one but that's really important
0: right yeah yeah especially I
1: mean you can't just blanketly take out the whole first part right yeah, or it's like make it a little shorter yeah, that's, that's what i mean but. yeah
0: they could have probably done it in nine i mean i think that's a fair they could have done it in nine episodes <laughs> instead of 12 but but i think you you're you, right
1: then know. they could have they could okay have. yeah we were going through it it's like it's good yeah i think i just didn't i didn't know what to expect
0: yeah so i think that, like you said there's so much in that first act of those first four episodes that really builds to the whole finale the the last four episodes couldn't do it without it I just think that it was probably a little longer maybe but I'm a Star Wars fan so I'm gonna forgive that
1: (laughs) (laughs) yes and actually when like his yeah the mother like that whole now that okay I'm thinking back and remembering (laughs) the trajectory it's like okay yeah so I would I would say to be aware of it, but to just keep going, enjoy the moments, yeah, enjoy the slow but steady. There you go. Because then it gets yeah, it's got the whole thing.
0: It's a it's a lot it's a lot range. of TV. Yeah, it's yeah. a lot of TV, and it's got a lot in it, and it does. Like I love that terminology. It's got range. Um, you just gotta stick with it, and I think it it will pay off for most
1: people. Yes. Okay. So skip it or binge it.
0: Well, from there was no way I was skipping it, <laughs>
1: <laughs> right?
0: As a as a massive fan, and I know people that are bigger fans, but I, there's no way I was going to skip it. the The only question for me was, would you would you not would you watch it with me? And because sometimes there are some nerdy nerdy things that I like to watch and do that I try not to subject you to. <laughs> that, that I say, okay, well, this is probably a little over the line for her. This is may not capture her interest, you know titans on hbo is one of those where it's just like ah, this is way too superhero-y you know <laughs> and
1: right, I'll, or... just, I'll
0: just watch it when i can so so i think that yeah. for this show if you're if you have any proclivities towards star wars if you like star wars especially if you liked rogue one you should be into the show uh, i think that anyone can find something in it and that, it's, that it has merit as a TV, as good TV. If you're not into Star Wars and sci-fi, then you, you might want to skip it. But I, but I think it's got some good stuff, and I go back to that, uh, the espionage angle of it, the spy thriller and all part of it that could probably capture just about anybody's attention. What about you? You, know, you Would you rather have skipped it, or would you rather have binged it?
1: <laughs> I think you're pretty spot on just going back to what you're saying about maybe the Titans. I don't know, but then it depends on if I'm tired or maybe I want to read a book or I want to do something else or I'm busy, but it seems to work out. So I think you have a good sense of that. But I think yes, it is a must watch because one of the reasons is that you could almost watch it without any prior knowledge of mm-hmm. the franchise. But it is good to have someone explain some things to you or if you have some knowledge of the other Star Wars stuff or movies at least. Um, And something I just thought of is that I appreciate, I appreciated this opportunity because I was thinking back, I didn't go to the theater and watch it, but I think my brother did. And maybe it was Mm. something, I don't know if this for sure, what you think about this, like it was for boys Mm. or it was the sense of back then, yeah, that it was more for boys to me. And they would play with their lightsabers, but <laughs> I, I loved Princess Leia, but I don't think I saw it until later, and I'm not sure why that was. But I, my sisters weren't saying like, "Let's go watch this." It was like, my brother going with, did he go with my now brother-in-law? That's a high yeah.
0: probability. Mm-hmm.
1: I'm just thinking back, so it's like, hey, yeah, this is for everybody, <laughs> and the girls are uh, women, um, are badass, and there's so many, they're such a big part of the rebel cause um so i just appreciate being brought into the fold yeah i
0: mean i think princess leia was (laughs) definitely badass but at the same time it was kind of like a a gnat right it was a badass gnat or a badass bee like you know people were just kind of swatted away oh, and not paying yeah, attention that's to her true. Mm-hmm, where, that's true where now i think the female characters in the star wars franchise are taking more seriously even mon mothra mothma is, yes you know she's, she's a very driven empire Uh, supporter and stooge and you know she wants to climb the ladder and she wants to you know uh, break through and and be seen as a a serious woman as a serious member of the empire and so yes that's much different than you know Darth Vader just kind of you know slap and lay away and saying okay I'm just going to destroy your planet leave me alone you know (laughs) that's so
1: true and like Rey now or some of mm -hmm, the the character building yeah
0: yeah for sure both
1: sides the rebel in the empire
0: yeah so i think that you're probably right i mean my sister was five years old to me i was seven mature 12 maybe maybe she didn't have a lot of interest in it in 77 i don't know i'd Did have to her a question oh, i don't i don't remember i'm have to ask her but i know now she yeah, has a lot now. more interest in it and she she's watched andor and she you know she, she said yeah it's pretty good you know so i i think that you know times change things change and, yeah, and, but it's nice to see that they were able to kind of fit that historically, uh, that change into the universe. Uh,
1: yeah, very cool. And I know my nieces, probably most of them, right, are all about it.
0: I mm-hmm. yeah.
1: think it's it's great.
0: So <laughs> the consensus is binge it, uh, take a chance. Uh, whether you're into sci-fi or fantasy or not, I think you'll find something that you'll enjoy. Uh, we appreciate you listening to the show. If you get anything out of this, you, you think the Ruth and I are kind of cool and that, yeah, this is a good thing, please, 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 uh, when you're done listening to this, leave a rating uh, and a review. It's the number one way folks can find us uh, and you can help them do that by rating and ranking because it helps us move up in the algorithm for the, the podcast servers, which is the number one way people find podcasts. So if you could do that for us, that'd be fantastic. Ruth, can you tell folks uh, where they can find us and get in touch with us?
1: Yes, you can email us at callthebingewife at gmail.com or find us on Instagram at call underscore the underscore binge wife.
0: What else are we going to be binging this season?
1: Ted Lasso, seasons one and two.
0: Yeah, we're getting ready for season three to come out soon, so we're excited about that.
1: Yes, cannot wait. And Wednesday, as well as the bear
0: so we drop episodes uh one time a month on the first thursday of the month and we drop as many episodes as there are thursdays so you can binge this show we're excited to do this we love sharing our opinions and and our thoughts and we hope that you continue to join us as we figure out what we're going to watch and we call the binge watch to find out thanks for coming
1: yes thank you and see you next time